cut it and then just like roast them. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to cut it, so I cut it like you cut green onions. Like <laughs> and I just like... roasted it. Because <laughs> like I've seen people that have like cut it like the long ways, and then they like roast them face down. Yeah, that's what like, it said so... to do on the internet, but I didn't think that it was appropriate, so I didn't do it. Because <laughs> I wanted small pieces. I don't want a big old fucking. What? Well, Am I gonna put the rice you... on the leek? Yeah. On top of it, just. <laughs> well, you cut it like a, a steak kind of thing, like you cut off pieces. Like after you've roasted it, uh, a bitch doesn't have time to bring a knife to the dinner table. Uh, but you have okay. <laughs> yes, I have time to put put it in the oven for thirty minutes. You okay? Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm talking as if I've had leaks before, but bitch, I have not had leaks, so I got nothing. So, who's the true leak connoisseur here? Uh, Morky. A bitch. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, is it Morky? Yeah, it's still morning. Precisely. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Welcome to our spooky podcast. Woo! We did it. We made it. We are here. Um, queer. We're queer. Oh. Also, no, no, I'm we're not straight. gay. I'm not gay. Uh, we're here. We're straight, and we are ready to masturbate. <laughs> That's the only thing that rhymes. Yeah. We're here. We're straight. We're ready to <laughs> placate. Why? We're here. We're ready to. Ejaculate? What? What? Why is... are those the only things that <laughs> you can think know. of? I don't know. There's lots of things that rhyme with straight, <laughs> mate. That's still <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Gate, date, date. No. no. Fate. Late. We're, We're here getting, to be late. <laughs> We're getting further away from the sex part, which is. <laughs> We're. I mean. <laughs> I wonder if they have like sex podcasts out there. Like, do people just get in there? Like, you know, dirty talk. When we were driving home from San Antonio, we were listening to Sirius XM. Apparently, there's a channel with a girl that's just like, "Tell me all of your sex stuff." Uh. <laughs> and this woman comes on, and she's, uh, what did she say? She was like, uh, "How long did you listen to that? The entire drive? Hours." <laughs> <laughs> no, we only listened for like half an hour because then she was like, "Well, that's it for the show, guys. Oh, damn. Remember to turn in, tune in next week." Tuesday for at that. 8 p.m. for Dr. Amy. <laughs> to talk about sex. She was like tell, talking about how she never orgasms. She was like, uh, yeah, I never orgasm. She was like, so what? what is was this sex? a collar or the, the, the collar? The, oh, okay. I was talking to her about it. She's like, what does sex look like to you guys? What do you do? Is there lots of foreplay? <laughs> but this is a radio show. She's not yeah. making faces. Not like us now that we can uh, video ourselves. <laughs> But we don't know how to edit. Video, yeah, so, so the videos are just sitting in limbo. Well, yeah. <laughs> They'll eventually go somewhere. Anyways, this girl is like, yeah, I, he just doesn't know what to do to get me going. You know, all he says is, my dick's so hard right now. That really, <laughs> really like, does it. Does it for me. I was going to say, that worked for me. <laughs> what do you have else you need? I'd have to be have someone like put themselves up against me. And I'm like, up. Oh. Time to go. <laughs> Somebody goes up to you and just says, eggplants are fun. And you're like, Whoa. Are you Sir, trying to fuck? this is because... an Arby's. And because... I, we need to find a private establishment. The Arby's bathroom. <laughs> Please, follow me. I know just the place. The porta potty out back. <laughs> there is a dumpster. Uh, have you seen? It smells delightfully hideous back there. Let's go back But there. there's a mattress. <laughs> we might have to kick a homeless person off. Oh, my God. My prerogative. Did I tell you about going to the crack house? No. Oh, my God. For one of my clients, I went oh, out. Oh, yeah, you did. No. Maybe? 
Did I? You were like they fo- no. You thought they were serial killers because they followed you around, and then you looked. At oh her no, that was, that was the one with the, that was the one with the mannequins. No, this is, this is a different one. Um, so this was like I went out to like the Sugarland area, and uh, so the customer not- here. It's very hot. Yeah, a little toasty in here. Um, but I'm gonna keep talking. Anyways, uh, so the. Like, I show up to the customer's house, and he's waiting in his car. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Turns out it was a house, like, that needed to be flipped. But I first walked in the house, and, like, they had this, like, sunroom in the back uh, in, like, this back patio area. And, like, half the windows were broken. And the back door was, like, wide open. And I'm just, like, immediately, like, uh, I don't like this. Like, uh, immediately feeling uncomfortable. And the guy is like, that door wasn't open when I was here 45 minutes ago. And I was like, uh, that's not great. And he's like, no, it's not. And then he goes in the kitchen. He's like, this light also wasn't on when I was here 45 minutes ago. And I'm like, that's also not great. Do you want to reschedule? Like, should I not be in this house should anymore? Like, someone going to kill me, jump out, like, while I'm doing my measurements, like, all this other stuff. So then I go into this bedroom, and there's, like, this dirty-ass mattress in there. Uh, and just, like, food wrappers galore all around the outside. Ah, oh, love that. And, uh... There was a note on the floor that was addressed to Lee. <laughs> and it says, Lee, cops know that people, someone has been living here. Do not come back here. I'm warning you. And, like, so obviously there was, he was someone. Like, oh, he saw my note. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously someone was living there and obviously had heard the guy come to the house at first, then thought that he left and came back. And then left again. Like, apparently, I assume, ran out of the house whenever we were coming into the house. Like, that's just what my assumption was. You didn't hear anything? No. Because, I mean, we were slowly walking up to the house. So I'm sure he probably, like, or saw us. Because the front bedroom was, like, facing the the driveway kind of thing. So he could have gotten up and just, like, pieced out really fast as he saw us walk up to the driveway. So, yeah. Fucking creepy. (laughs) That house that I went to in the fucking third ward Mm. where it was just, like, a little little you know the bike lock yeah. kind of key entrances yeah and there was a door that was open and i was just like well <laughs> looked in every closet because i had to measure them yeah this is where I someone died. could have jumped out and killed you <laughs> we both went to <laughs> houses crack like houses. that that day yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah meth, it's terrifying. meth apartments yeah Love crack that. houses meth apartments math meth laps meth trailers meth well there's meth labs crack well they houses. make it in the lab but where do the people stay I think they're trailer folk. Tra- trailer folk? Yeah. Maybe like hovels? Did you hear South Dakota's meth uh, tagline? No. They say, meth, we're on it. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say meth, we're taking care of yeah, it. Yeah, we're taking care of it as a problem in our state. <laughs> we're all on it. <laughs> the entire state is all on meth. <laughs> but listen, is your driveway dirty because you could vacuum it? Right now. <laughs> At 2 a.m. <laughs> just take it, take a vacuum out there, go to town. I saw this TikTok of this woman. She was like, <clears throat> I live alone, and sometimes, you know, I, the neighbors come and talk to me, and I just have to go out and in the afternoon and vacuum the driveway so they don't come and talk to me no more. I was like, <laughs> same. <laughs> just act crazy as fuck, and they will not come talk to you. <laughs> Wash your windows, but with ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> Mmm, <laughs> just like blood dripping. <laughs> hey, Susan. Hey, <laughs> everything just smells like ketchup. <laughs> oh, well. I love that. Well, uh, welcome to our podcast. Woo! Um, the podcast about this week, this month, we're doing creepy pastas. So, yeah. we're welcome. Welcome to creepy pasta. I land. hope you're gonna be scared. 
So I've gotten three. Two of them are short, so I'm going to pile two of them into one episode. Okay. And one of them is a little bit longer. Okay. Which do you think I should do tonight? Um, let's do the two. Okay. And you, you're on first, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Then yes, that that one. Do that one. So are we talking about spoopy things? Let's yeah. talk about spoopy things. Oh my god, let's well, get spoopy with it. But first. Oh. Um, shit. I need to pull up my email. But first, let me go to gmail.com. <laughs> Let me take a selfie. Mm. 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 If you want to see the pictures that I'm taking right now, go to the live video, not live video, the video that we're going to eventually put somewhere of those. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You want to see two idiots (laughs) acting (laughs) faces and breaking their fucking neck (laughs) and texting while the other person is talking and not paying attention. (laughs) Go to youtube.com slash rspodcast. What does a commercial look like? Is it the economy works? Yeah. Oh my god, economy works. I thought you were going to like surprise me and say that we finally got an official sponsor. We do, but I can't do that yet because I have not written a commercial. Oh, we have to write that for them? I thought they were going to give us one. Well, I'm sure they'll tell us something about it that I'll need to create. I'm, they're not just going to be like, here's your script. Why not? Because they expect us to do some work. Why? Shut up. <laughs> of course we'd like to thank our uh, sponsor, Economy Works! Yeah. A freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. Ooh. If you're a company that needs help with writing job description, conducting market analysis, managing your social media <laughs> platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent work network of free <laughs> network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. <laughs> economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works! works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's e c o n o m i w o r k s dot com. I've been catching on, uh, catching up on. Let's talk about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay Wait, stuff. Wait, let's do it again. Ready? Let's, let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. stuff. We love saying things together. Yes. Um, and <laughs> you keep like in the background, like e c o n o m i w o r k s, and I'm like, shut up. Because you, <laughs> they're not going to know how to go there if they don't know how to spell it. Economy works. <laughs> Econa. My works, yeah. <laughs> kind of my works. Mm. I'll put a little like, with the flat, the thing flat that goes thing. over top of an eye to make the me, make the, yeah, me, M- me, double eyes, D- like we, me, me, yeah. we, yeah, that works. Do you know what I watched? What that you're gonna be mad? Uh, Oliver UK Drag Race. I'm not. Why would I be mad? Because we were supposed to do episodes. I know we were supposed to do that, but like we, how did you do it? How did you find it? I got WoW presents. Yeah. Well, thanks for the invite, so. <laughs> well, it's $4, girl, and the first month is free. Oh, I'm well. still watching it on free. So we could have watched all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah. I, what? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> well, I'm uh, not offended. Well, well, I don't, mm, uh, I'm not bitter. I'm fine. But <laughs> let me just tell you. Was it good? None of those girls know how to dance. Uh, so? <laughs> there I don't know like, how to fucking dance. <laughs> That looks like Dixie. Yeah. Wow. That's what Thomas said. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that looks like Chris. And I was like, yep. Is that why Charlie Heiss did this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like shoulders. And like Trinity shoulders. the tech is just like over this like, <gasps> boom, boom. <She's> like, <laughs> what would happen if I broke the stage with my pussy? 
and my ass at, at the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> a vortex starts and everything just... just. It's a pussy-ass vortex. <laughs> what? If you slam them together, then they circulate. <laughs> and it's it's all about counterclockwise like... Counterclockwise <laughs> and the... What is that called? Where the the toilets in Australia spin the other way? <laughs> Coriolis effect. Cor- the yeah. Coriolis effect. Yeah. And there's a tornado. There's wind. So much wind. Yeah. And uh, an wigs. Gets- wigs everywhere. They're wigs, flying. Flying. Yes. Being Lots of wigs. Mostly brunette, but there's some redheads. And an angel gets gets its wings. Yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. An angel or RuPaul. What's the difference? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> also, one of the drag queens on UK is like, I'm Alyssa Edwards. I'm like, no, you're not. not Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> Are you one? You're the best dancer on the show, but you're still fucking Robbie Turner style dancing oh. here. <laughs> Roller skates. <laughs> Robbie Turner, sans roller skates. Oh. Ooh. So it's just. <laughs> yes, girl. Get Show it. me that whirlwind <laughs> in the wave. So you are not doing the pussy Coriola effect. No. Coriola? Coriola? Coriolis. I don't fucking know anything about science. Um, You want to talk about some spooky things? Let's talk about some spooky things. Oh, my God. Event notification. December 12th at 10 p.m. Uh, drag it on four. Uh, Oh my god! Let's talk about that in the next episode that we're going to record next week. That is not going to happen at the exact same time. Because um, (laughs) we planned ahead. (laughs) We know exactly what we're doing. Listen. (laughs) Listen. Are you listening? Listen. Well, yeah, but see, if we talk about that, that won't come out for another three weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, so we can talk about it in the past tense. Oh, Oh, that was so good. Yeah, okay, got it. We loved it. it Look, the queen that got eliminated Blackberry was really like, sad. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> and then the queens were like, we want this. <laughs> and then the judges were like, no, you're that. No, no. Some of you are good, but not all of you. <laughs> oh, my God. You stone your dress. You're wearing lashes. You've got nails on. You got heels on. You got some hip pads. You got makeup. You're doing it. You're doing it, and you're here. <laughs> you're really and doing I'm it. I'm happy for you. Oh, I love that. Okay, so okay, spooky stuff. <laughs> I have two tales for us. This oh, evening. I'm so excited. Um, do you want to start with autopilot or the smiling man? Mm, the smiling man sounds more scary. So let's start with autopilot. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I've probably shown you The Smiling Man before, but we'll watch it later, too. Oh. Um, autopilot is crazy because it is... You'll see. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Gavin thoughtle- thoughtlessly picked on the bandages around his right arm. I've done this job for so many years, but I've never experienced something like this. He used his left hand to brush the light brown hair out of his face. I'm sorry if I'm rambling about stuff. I just can't get her out of my her face out of my head. Whenever I close my eyes or whenever I lie down to sleep, I only see her staring at me with this anger, this strange woman. I mean, I know she's dead, but why do I keep seeing her face as if she's haunting me? Cuz bitch, you're being haunted. <laughs> Gavin took a deep breath. 
I've been training and tutoring since I was 16. In the evenings, I taught English and biology, and on the weekends, I taught rugby. Both of it, uh, both of it was this, in this poor neighborhood. The area had quite a bad reputation with drugs and gangs, and I heard a lot about abductions and murders and carjackings here. He forced a smile. I'm quite big, I know, but I still never felt comfortable there. Oh my god, mm-hmm. why would you just read yourself like that? <laughs> <laughs> Does he know that he just said that out loud? <laughs> Girl, you're just healthy. You're wearing husky pants. Okay? Just live your best life. <laughs> I mean, it's your body. <laughs> it's your temple. <laughs> yes. If anything, I thought that my size had made me even more obvious. More of a target. Girl, stop. Stop. Don't be so mean. Listen, we can get you on a regiment. Love yourself. <laughs> Just a sad. Have you ever heard of Orange Theory? <laughs> yeah, Orange Come Theory. And like on lunches instead of McDonald's, how about Salada? <laughs> no, I love McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh my God. There's McDonald's in Memorial City Mall. Oh. She's fucked. <laughs> Um, I just knew I was out of place. After my last student, I usually ba- I usually basically ran to my car. And at the moment I got inside, I locked the doors and drove off as quickly as I could. Gavin shook his head. I did that so many times. At some point, it wasn't even a- the fear anymore. It was nearly automatic. I ran out of the house, unlocked the car, and jumped in. It wasn't something I thought about. But that evening, I got out later than usual. My student had a test and wanted me to stay longer. As a private teacher, that's not really a request, more of an order. If you don't comply, they will quickly find someone else. So I stayed longer, nearly until 11 p.m. And right away, when I ran to my car, something felt off. Were there dot, dot, dots in there? Did you just add that for those? Ah, damn. Dramatic. That's good. (laughs) Gavin scratched his arms. It was, if the, uh, it was as if the street was different from what I remembered, and the car itself seemed different, maybe more dirty than usual. I literally ran inside, threw my bag in the back, and locked the door. And only then I noticed the woman sitting in the passenger seat with this crazy look in her eyes. She had something in her hand. It really looked like a weapon, maybe a bomb or something, and she was shouting at me in this angry language. It sounded like Arabic or something. I was terrified, and I just... Didn't know what to do, so I started the engine and I drove off. I didn't even think about how small she was. She seemed so angry, and I didn't dare question her. She kept gesturing towards the sides of the street, and whenever she did, I looked at the next street and I took a turn. But this woman was crazy. I mean, I don't know what she wanted. No matter how much I complied with her orders, she kept getting more and more aggravated, and then she started hitting me. She hit my first my arms, straight with her fingernails, into my flesh. I pushed her back, but I was driving down the street and I couldn't keep her on the side. So that somehow made her even madder. And she hit me only harder and was trying to scratch and hit my face. Gavin rubbed his knuckles. Most of this is in quotations. I don't know what came over me. It was more Wait, like... Wait, did he say that? Wait, oh, sorry. That was done. <laughs> Uh, yep. This is in first person. I promise that I'm an intelligent person. You're not listening. Um, (laughs) I am listening. (laughs) I don't know what came over me. It was more like instinct, like, you know, self-defense. I just hit her straight in the face. I didn't even think of it. I just hit her, and I moved the car to the right of the road to hold her back. But she only got more furious, and she kept shouting something about Allah, and she kept lashing out at me as if I was trying to stab, as she was trying to stab my eyes. So I hit her again. 
two, three, four more times until she stopped moving. And only then when I saw her lying there with her head against the window while I was fumbling with my mobile phone to call the police, I looked in the back mirror and I saw two small children. They were just sitting there, frozen in place, staring at me. They didn't say a word, but then I looked around, and for the first time I really looked around, and only then I realized that it was the same model, even the same color, but there were stickers on the window, and a small dancing Elvis on the dashboard, oh my God. and the stereo didn't look like mine. It looked, it looked like mine, but it wasn't my car. I really didn't want to kill her. It was just my brain running on autopilot. That's terrible. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> child. So there's two different versions of autopilot. I like mm. this one better because it's newer. But there's another version of autopilot where it's a guy and he's like, I got in my car and I went to work. I was running late. Things were so shitty today. Uh, a homeless man tried to bang on my, he banged on my window asking for money. I ran into the office to get away from him, and then I worked all day. My boss was a dick. I didn't finish the project. Everything was terrible. I walked back out to my car, and then I noticed this morning I was supposed to take my daughter to preschool. And she was still in the car? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Don't run on autopilot. Yeah. It's bad. Most of them, I don't even know where I'm going, so... <laughs> Did I tell you about the time that I almost Amber Geigered somebody? Amber... No. So, you remember when we talked about Amber Geiger? Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, how do you even do that? I had parked on the third level. And oh, I yeah, you did tell me that, door. yeah. And then you were just, like, walking... Like, this is not my apartment. <laughs> Why is there no mat there? <laughs> key does not fit. <laughs> Did you even put, try and put the key in there? Well, I started, and... Uh -huh. I put it in and didn't fit, and then I looked down and there was no mat, and I was like, "This is my house." <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> so That's after weird. all that flack that we gave her on our podcast, <laughs> well, even still, yeah, you know your apartment when you walk in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you weren't gonna go in guns a blazing, like. I mean, I was <laughs> put him up <laughs> with my uh, the hands. <laughs> See me with these hands. See me with these hands. Don't break my nails. <laughs> See me with these hands. They're Louis Vuitton. <laughs> it's got a manicure. See him? <laughs> oh, my God. I have an advertisement on my screen that says, New users get free chicken. From? Just says, seriously, we're giving out free delivery to all customers. Relax and favor it. I don't want chicken. Look at all those fans. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Do you like that one? I did like it. I mean, it was sad, but it, I liked it. Yeah. Well, this one. Ooh. Woof. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, so my second one. Ooh. The Smiling Man. Okay. And I need to reload the page. How? R r r remix. Or reload. Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> okay, so, The Smiling Man. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. Descriptive! Oh my god. I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. 
To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. This is you. I don't. I don't like the night. You're awake. I'm always awake, but I'm in my house. I don't leave and go places. (laughs) You look out the windows like like, this. Is someone there? (laughs) It's scary out there. A squirrel. After I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and I never had once a reason to feel afraid. Oh my god! Now you want to reload? I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all of that changed in just a few minutes. Well, uh, hold on. Evening. Speaking of that, I've actually I saw a meme the other day that was like, uh, it was like a SpongeBob meme that was like, what the what I what I used to think drug dealers looked like, and it was like one of the guys from like the salty spittoon, like big grunge, like angry man, and it was like what drug dealers actually look like, and it's just like the little like fish guy that's always like, hey, <laughs> plankton, yeah, just like a plain man. <laughs> it's a laundromat for money. Yeah, okay. plankton's business, chum bucket. Nobody ever goes in there. They're so, laundering money yeah. and they sell drugs. Well, it's also just a bucket. And chum sounds like heroin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But all of that changed in just a few minutes when the page does not scroll down. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning, and I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a way away from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on the foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. First of all, parks are always closed at night. Yeah. Anyway. And you're not supposed to be there. And if it's police patrol, they're going to be like, what are you doing in the park? Yeah, get out of the park. Anyway. Uh, I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment. And that's when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man dancing. Is it the guy in the rollerblades in Houston? (laughs) It was Robbie Turner. (laughs) It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking, headed straight for me. Deciding that he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass by me. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were wide open and wild. His head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky, and his mouth was formed into a painfully wide, wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. (laughs) Exactly like that. I would have done that, yeah. I would have done that... When I first saw him, like on the other side of the like, street. Oh, like, a person. I'm yeah, leaving. <laughs> that's exactly what I always do. <laughs> Even a when, child when running. I'm, no. <laughs> Run. Get me away. <laughs> I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. And as I reached the other st- side, I glanced back and it stopped dread, dead in my tracks with dread. It's not there, but I said dread. With dread. Stop dread in his In his dread. blacks. <laughs> I, uh, he had stopped dancing, and he was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this, so I started walking again, but I kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. 
Once I had put about a half a block between us, I turned around or turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and the sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain that he was facing me. I looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds so that it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps, like as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, like Scooby-Doo and the gang. That's not in there. Yeah, but just like that. Yeah. Except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd just like to say at this point that I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as the smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking at the sky. And I found my voice. I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. I, what I meant to ask was, what do you want? In an angry, commanding tone, what came out was a whimper as, what? Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it, and I heard it in my own voice, and that only made, it more, made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around, very slowly, and started to dance walk away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn back to him again, I just watched him go, until he was far enough away to be almost out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. So I ran too. I ran until I was off of the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic, looking behind me, and then he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I keep glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but it was never there. I lived in that city for six more months after that night, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very, very scary thing to see. <laughs> so good. Is this the X-Files all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. That's one reason why I don't go out at night is, first of all, Houston is riddled with homeless people, and I'm terrified of homeless people. Um, And, yeah, (laughs) I don't want to deal with that. I don't want something like that to happen because I would panic just like that, have no idea what to do. I don't have pepper spray, so I'd just be like, (laughs) (laughs) and I would be totally one of those people that freezes and has no idea what to do because it's just like, "Uh, uh." (laughs) somebody help me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, She's a pussy baby. 100%. 100%. Yep. (laughs) So, mm -mm. no, ma'am. No, I agree with you. No. And uh, especially if they're crazy like that. Yeah. Mm -mm. Like looking like... There's a man that's on the corner of, uh, I guess, the highway and Bagby. 
Which one's back me? This one? One over. That way. That way. Oh, going that way. Okay. Yeah. Up and down. Okay. And he is always just like, there like this. Because <laughs> he's on, he's meth. He's he could on be on meth. I don't know. He lives under the highway. He's oh, got so a shopping does, cart. So he does have a home. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> You're up, yeah. I know. <laughs> Sometimes, you I know how myself. you get on the, the highway there where it goes to, like, Houston Avenue or on yeah. I-45? He likes to hang out in the area where the lanes are supposed to merge. Just, like, in on there? On the street, yep. Mm, that's cool. He knows traffic that, signals. That he adds to the traffic <laughs> like of Houston. Pushing his cart. Going. Excuse me. Just going through the neighborhoods. <laughs> Get on the this highway. Is, get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm merging. Go around. <laughs> Go around. I got a flat. Shut up. That's what he said. I got a flat. <laughs> I haven't seen my wheelchair guy at our corner in a while. I've told you about him before. He's like got a really like messed up leg. No. Okay, we're not going to talk about this. It makes me sad. <laughs> Tell me something spoopy. Okay, you want me to talk about spoopy stuff? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to continue my parts of the uh, search and rescue officer, because there's apparently eight parts, and I was going to do parts three and four for this episode, uh, but part three clocked in at six pages. So we're not going to do that. Um, I also only read like three quarters of the way through those, so the last bit, we I actually don't know anything about it. So you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one is... The first couple are not really even, like, scary. Scary. They're just, like, sad. Um, and I kind of funny. some tissues? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the, this is the search and rescue officer. So every, at the beginning of every single one, he, like, clarifies some things that people have, like, asked him in, like, the comments and stuff. But I don't include that because it's not important. Um, so if you want to go read those, go Google it yourself. Where are you reading it from? Uh, Reddit. Okay. Why? Just curious. Oh. I'm not allowed to read it from Reddit? No, that's... Where I would read it. Okay. Well, that's but what there's I'm reading. There's also <clears throat> creepypasta.com and fandom. Yeah, I have. They're all from Reddit. Yeah. Read it. Read it. Um, okay. So let's move on to the stories because <laughs> that's what he said. Okay. So now we're talking from the search and rescue officer's point of view. You ready? Uh-huh. The first happened on a case. <laughs> <gasps> the first happened on a case when I went out uh, on that I went out on right after I got out of training and was still pretty new to everything. Before I took this job, I was a volunteer, so I had a basic idea of what to expect, but on those calls, you're mostly dealing with finding lost people after vets have found signs of them. As an SAR officer, you go out for all kinds of cases, from animal bites to heart attacks. SAR is search and rescue officer. Oh, that I said that. Did I say that? Last time, probably. You I didn't thought I just, said just it. say it. Okay. I think I just said it, but that's well, fine. Well, fuck off, so. <laughs> I don't, I may, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Who knows? But yes, yeah, search and rescue officer. Um, search and rescue officer. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> this case got called in early in the morning from a young couple who were up on one of the trails that goes by the lake. The husband was completely hysterical, and we couldn't figure or really figure out what was going on. We could hear the woman screaming in the background, and he was begging us to come up there right away. When we get there, we see him holding his wife, and she's got something in her arms. She's screaming these awful, almost animal-like screams, and he's sobbing. Like this. Oh! Like that? Uh, yep. I don't have recording, though, so... <laughs> I mean... I would assume like a... 
I was hoping that your windows were still open so that everyone could hear. Sure. Somebody's dying well, out what there. What is happening there? <laughs> um, he sees us and screams at us to help them and to please get an ambulance up there. Now, obviously, we can't just drive an ambulance up the walking pass, up the walking yep. path, path. They're path. not really trying. They yeah. could. It's just right over the trees. <laughs> yeah, it's an ambulance it's tank. Four wheel. <laughs> <laughs> just like knocking over all the trees like we're here <laughs> Get where's the baby <laughs> so we ask him if his wife needs help or if she can walk on her own he's still hysterical but he manages to tell us that it's not his wife that needs help so i go over while one of the vets tries to calm him down and i ask the wife what's going on <laughs> what's up girl? what's up what's the tea honey <clears throat> she's rocking holding something and just shrieking over and over and over I don't <laughs> Stop laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> I just picture her being like, <laughs> and that's hilarious to me because I'm a monster. We're apparently banshees because both of us were just streaking. I feel bad for anyone who's listening in the car and like has it turned up really loud to listen to us and they're like, oh God. <laughs> Three terrible shrieks. Hey, from the both I would of us. appreciate that more than fucking <coughs> sirens and songs. That's true. Um, <coughs> Ew, gross. <coughs> Ew, stop. <coughs> okay, back at it. <laughs> so <laughs> back at it again. Crispy cream. Oh, yum. Uh, so I crouch down and see that whatever she's holding, it's covered her with blood. Um, that's when I notice the sling in front of her. And my heart sinks. I ask her to tell me what's going on, and I sort of pry her arms gently open so I can see what she's holding. It's her baby, obviously dead. His head is caved in on one side, and he's covered in scratches. Now, I've seen dead bodies before, but something about this whole situation hits me hard. I have to take a second to compose myself, and I get up to go uh, get one of the other vets who's standing by. I tell him that's a dead kid, and that he's sort of, and he sort of pats my shoulder and tells me he'll deal with it. It took us over an hour to get this woman to let us see her kid. Every time we uh, try and take him from her, she flips out and tells us that we can't have him, uh, that he'll be okay if we just leave her alone and let her, let her help him. But eventually, one of the vets manages to calm her down, and she gives us the body. We took it back to the med area, and when the EMT showed up, they told us that there was never any hope of saving the kid. He had died instantly from the trauma to his head. I was good buddies with one of the nurses who met them at the hospital, and she never told me what had happened. Or, I'm sorry, what? She, yeah. Oh, she later told me, not never. I was like, then how do we know? Turns out, the, <laughs> turned out the couple had been walking with the baby in the sling, and they stopped because the kid was fussing. The dad takes the kid and is holding him, looking out over this little goalie by the path. The mom comes to stand next to him, but she ends up stepping on a loose patch of soil and she trips. She falls into the dad, who then drops the kid, who ends up falling about 20 feet down this little gully onto the rocks at the bottom. The dad climbed down and recovered the kid, but he'd fallen right on his head and was dead by the time he had got there. The baby was only about 15 months old. It was a total freak accident, a series of events that coalesced into the worst possible outcome. That's a good word, coalesce. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the more awful calls I've been on. So that one's not really scary. Just kind of sad. Yes, um, dead baby jokes are Hilarious. sad. <laughs> Doesn't Thomas love dead baby jokes? Thomas and Kendall both love dead baby jokes. Yeah. 
So does Anna Lee Naylor. Yeah. I love What's dead baby jokes. <laughs> hardest thing about walking through a field of dead babies? Nothing. <laughs> it's tragic and we shouldn't talk about it. Uh, and we used, I used to do dead baby jokes in high school. They were terrible. How long have you been a monster? Uh, high school. <laughs> uh, how am I? How Wait, how old am I? <laughs> I'm 28. I don't do long division. 28 and a half. Roughly. <gasps> Today's my half birthday. Oh my God. You're so fucking old. I'm 27 and a half. It's December 12th. Right? Yeah. When's February 6th? Oh. Oh my God. You guys should celebrate me. <laughs> um, I, got I need you a this present. Magazine. Woo! Bananas! B A N A N A. I mean, it's been eaten already, but the peel's oh. there. <laughs> oh my God. Slip on it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Break, broken neck. <laughs> I actually think it'd be easier to slip on a magazine than it is yeah, to probably. slip on a banana peel. Blanana. I've actually attempted to slip on a banana peel, and it does not work. I watched a TikTok of a guy. He was like, well, I'm going to see if this stupid shit works, and then he busts his ass. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I saw a funny tweet. Hold on. We're pausing for a second in the middle of all this. Oh, no, did it. Oh, I did load. Damn it. Let me see if I can find it. Um, do you remember that one um, yep. TikTok that you showed me of that guy who, like... Oh, yeah, I saw. Oh, the, like the one that I liked? Yeah. He's the, like, decorating for Christmas. No, no, no. The the guy, this guy, that you showed me, the one that, like, tries to kiss the... Yeah, the he decorates ghoul. for Christmas, but it's Halloween. Oh, that one, too, but the, this is also a funny, funny tweet. So someone saw him in uh, How to Get Away with Murder... Is he uh, in yeah, that? So that's like young him, and so <laughs> someone says just started how to get uh, started a how to get away with murder rewatch and is this his name is Johnny, um, and so he goes yes I was once an extra in the pilot for how to get away with murder and Viola Davis ran into me in a stairwell in between takes and she grabbed me and said I'm so sorry baby and I wanted to tell her that she could throw me down the stairs it's okay. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Is Viola Davis my first choice? No. No. Will I take the throw down the stairs? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Break my neck. <laughs> yeah. Just like step on me and I will tell you thank you. Um, okay. So next scary story. I guess this one's also not really scary. Ooh. What's happening? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Stop. Um... Technology has been very against me today. Apparently it's for me, too, because I'm trying to transfer this to Word so I don't have to watch ads. Ads? Azd? Ads? Azd? A-S-D-S. Oh, excuse me. You're welcome, everyone listening. This is... This is Ben. What is that shit called? The what? Where you whisper into the microphone. ASMR. This has been ASMR. Hope you like that. It's a massive burp. <laughs> Vomiting. Uh, yeah. So I haven't seen a lot of animal bites in my time as an SAR officer, uh, mostly because there aren't that many animals that come around the area. Ew. <laughs> Just kidding. <Yeah. laughs> Places without animals. Fucking gross. Oh, that's not what I was saying, but that's fine. Um,. Did you see the Wheel of Fortune or not the Jeopardy thing that Savannah commented? 
Oh, yeah. So she was like, Chris doesn't know what the fuck Jeopardy is. <laughs> Do you that, know what Jeopardy is? Yeah, I, now I do. Do you know what Jeopardy is? <laughs> because that was when I thought that it was Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah, it's the game where you have the hangman and you draw his head if you rip, guess the wrong letter. Jeopardy. You draw. <laughs> yeah, it's the one where you draw eight squares on the cement and you like hop for a little bit and use two feet. Jeopardy. Jeopardy What's the dumb. fucking problem? Shut up. <laughs> While there are bears in the air. Ooh. Bears. What? Bears coming in the area. <laughs> they should do that inside. Yeah, I know. Like, privacy of your own home. <laughs> they tend to stay pretty far away from people. That makes sense. Um, and <laughs> that's racist. They are people. They are. <laughs> that, or that's gaysist. Gaysist, yeah. Mm. Uh, and the sightings are highly unusual. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing in here? Uh, most of the animals you'll damn it, shut up. Most of the animals you'll see are small ones like coyotes, raccoons, or skunks. What are those in the gay community? Skunks. Ooh. Skunks are guys who are prematurely gray. Uh, I was gonna say dirty bottoms, but yeah, could be. Um, what's the other one? Wolves, coyotes, raccoons, and coyotes. Raccoons, thieves. Okay. Coyotes. Uh, Tiny little pocket gays that are also hairy. But skinny. I think they're ones that just scream a lot. Okay. Yes! <laughs> Coyote, bitch! <laughs> what we do see frequently, though, are moose. Uh, and let me tell you, moose are nasty fuckers. They'll chase they after... They are fucking nasty. Did you ever have moose in Canada? It's full of fucking moose. Well, I, I mean, did you... Inter- let me revise my question. Have you interacted with a moose? I... I always thought I had. I'm not sure now, but when I was a kid, we would play hide and seek at my nan's house, and we'd play in the dark because uh, that's when you go outside in the woods. Uh, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so we'd go out in the woods and play hide and seek in the dark, and I swear I saw a moose in the woods because I was trying to hide in the woods so no one would find me because nobody was trying to go in the woods and then you get abducted and I was like dumb as fuck there's no people you just die <laughs> there's no people you just die of frostbite in the middle of June exactly <laughs> and so I was like something was moving in front of me and it looked pretty big but I have no idea it was no a bear one. it wasn't a bear bears don't go that well it could have been a bear <laughs> but then I would have probably been dead oh, it was a blackbird back would have been like bow <laughs> be like, where's the honey nope. <laughs> get me out of here that's the wrong one nope <laughs> Tigger? What? T- tigger? That's a cat. Hundred nope. Acre Wood. Hundred Acres? What? Christopher Robin. Yeah. Uh, had Asperger's. Did he? See, that's what he thought with the children, with the, the animals. There were stuffed animals. You're not and making, bear? you're not saying any sentences. I can't answer. I'm just doing nouns only. No <laughs> verbs. There's a Hundred subject, Acre Wood. No predators. Christopher Robin. Bears. <laughs> bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Listen. Okay, crazy. The Houston Chronicle, baby. Man. Let me tell you. Wait, tell is a verb. Never mind. You can't say that. Washington State. (laughs) I don't make the rules. Okay, stop. Moose are nasty fuckers. Okay, let's go. (laughs) They'll chase after anything for any reason, and God help you if you get between a female and its baby. One of the more amusing calls was of a guy who'd gotten chased down by an absolute massive male moose and was stuck up a tree. Took almost an hour to get him down, 
And we find when he was finally on solid ground again, he looks at me and says, God damn, these fuckers is big up close. I guess that's not really a story. That's literally what he wrote. Um, I just want to know why he has a southern accent if he's in the northern part of the country. We don't know where they're. There's no moose in the south. Is there? Where? The zoo, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Marvin. (laughs) I guess that's not really a scary story, but we still laugh about that one. What's your middle name again? Martin. (laughs) Gross. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) You dumb bitch. Patty, what were you thinking? Stupid. That's my grandpa's last name. (laughs) (laughs) Spits out. Breaks the mic. Sorry, guys. We can never record again. I've sprayed white cloth over all of the electrical equipment. It's a short out. Good episode. And now we're done. I love that. Mmm. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I made it a page in. Or <laughs> at 48 minutes. I love that. Um, okay, so the next one is a little scary. I honestly don't know how I'd forgotten this story, but it is by far the scariest thing that's happened to me. I guess maybe I've tried so long to forget about it that it just didn't come to mind right away. As someone who spends literally all of their time in the woods, you don't ever want to let yourself get scared of being alone or out in the middle of nowhere. That, I would 100% be scared. Uh, that's why when you have experiences like this, you tend to forget about them and just move on. This is to date the only thing that's ever made me really seriously consider if this job is the right one for me. I don't really like talking about it much, but I'll do my best, uh, do the best I can to remember all of it. As I recall, this stuff, this took place <laughs> right at the end of spring. Uh, it was a typical lost child call. A four-year-old girl had wandered away from her family's campsite and had been missing for about two hours. Her parents were completely despondent and told us that uh, what most parents do. My kid would never wander away. She's so good about staying close. She's never done anything like this before. We assured the parents that we'll do everything we can to find her, and we spread out in a standard search formation. I was partnered with one of my good buddies, and we were sort of casually holding conversation while we hiked. I know it sounds callous, but you do, uh, but you do sort. Hold on, you do sort of become desensitized when you've done this uh, long enough. It becomes the norm, and I think to a certain extent, you have to learn to desensitize yourself in order to work this job. We search for a good two hours, going well beyond where we think that she'd be, and we come out of a small valley when something makes us both stop in unison. We freeze and look at each other. There's almost a sensation like a plane depressurizing. My ears pop, and I have this odd sensation of having dropped about 10 feet. I start to ask my buddy if he felt that, but before uh, before I can, we hear the loudest sound I've ever heard in my life. It's almost like a freight train passing directly by us, but it's coming from every direction at once, including above and below us. He screams something to me, but I can't hear him over the deafening roar. Understandably freaked out, we look all around us, trying to find the source of the sound, but neither of us sees anything. Of course, my first thought is a landslide, but we're not near any cliffs, and even if we were, it would have hit us by now. The sound goes on and on, and we're trying to yell to each other, but even standing close together, we can't hear anything but the sound. Then as suddenly as it starts, it stops, like someone threw a switch and cut it off. We stand there for a second, perfectly still, and slowly the normal sounds of the woods come back. He asked me what the fuck just happened, but I kind of just shrug, and we stand there looking at each other for a minute. 
I get on the radio and ask if anyone else just heard the end of the fucking world, but no one else hears it, even though we're all within shouting distance of each other. My buddy and I just sort of shrug it off and keep going. About, like, how? How do you just, like, okay. (laughs) This massive sound just lasted for 10 seconds. Like, okay. There's a, in the northern part of the country, like Washington maybe, they Mm -hmm. have the Puget Sound. Not the Puget Sound. There's this sound It sounds like trumpets, like blaring. Just randomly? Yep. Interesting. And nobody knows why. Then maybe that's what it was. About an hour later, we all check up on the radios and no one's found the little girl. Most of the time, we don't search when it gets dark, but because we don't have any kind of lead on her, a few of us decide to keep going, including me and my buddy. We keep close together and we're calling out for her every couple of minutes. At this point, I'm hoping beyond, I'm hoping beyond hope that we find her because... Excuse me. While I may not like the kids, like kids, the idea of them being out all alone in the dark is awful. The woods can be intimidating to kids in the daylight. At night, well, that's a whole different beast. But we're not seeing any signs of her or getting any responses. And around midnight, we decided to turn around and head back to the rendezvous point. I love that word. Rendezvous. Um We're about halfway back when my buddy stops and shines his light to the right of us into a really thick deadfall or a group of dead trees. I ask him if he's heard a response, but he just tells me to be quiet a second and listen. I do, and in the distance you can hear what sounds like a kid crying. We both call the girl's name and listen for any kind of response, but it's just this really faint crying. We head in the direction of this deadfall and go around it, calling her name over and over and over. As we get closer to the crying, I start getting this weird feeling in my gut, and I tell my buddy that something isn't right. She tells me, uh, he tells me that he feels the same way, but we can't figure out what it is. We stop where we are and call the girl's name again, and at the same time, we both figure it out. The crying is on a loop. It's the same little hitching sob, then a wail, then a quiet hiccup, repeated over and over and over again. It's exactly the same every time, and without saying another word, we both take off running. It's the only time I've ever lost my composure like that, but something about it was so incredibly wrong, and neither of us wanted to stay out there anymore. But when we got back to the rendezvous, we asked if anyone else heard anything strange, but no one else knew what we were talking about. I know it sounds sort of anticlimactic, but that call fucked me up for a long time. As for the little girl, we never found a trace of her. We keep an eye out for her and all the other people who we've never found, but frankly, I doubt we'll ever find anything. Of the missing person's calls, I've... That's fucking creepy. Sorry, I had to stop there. I just found that, like, really creepy. That just, like, a... <laughs> yeah, because somebody's recording to attract people to kill them. Mm. You think it's a witch? <laughs> I think it's uh, Hills Have Eyes kind of people. Yeah. Well, hold on. We're going to get to the next part right here. Because that's what I was going to say for this next part. Uh... Of the missing person calls I've got out on, gone out on, only a hand have ever resulted in a complete disappearance, meaning no trace of the person and no body was ever bo- never found. Where's the body? <laughs> Where's the body? <laughs> but sometimes finding Wait. Where's the <laughs> Stop. Finding a body just <laughs> What else do I have to do? Are you trying to be detox? Yeah, I need to get a bowl cut. <laughs> and you have to... Shave pay. my hair, quick. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh! That was scarier than that. Scarier than the detox? Nah. No. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> mm. Shut up. <laughs> what? Is it doing the beep, beep, beep? 
That... How? Why? It's not even close to it. I don't know. Where the fuck is my... Oh. <laughs> Where the... Oh. Like, so many people are probably talking to me right I can now. Look so at... popular. I can look at TikToks while I'm listening to Chris Ramble. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. It does, right? <coughs> um, I mean, no shows... Uh, yeah, what did I say? Of the missing person I've gone out on, only a handful have ever resulted in a complete disappearance, meaning no trace of the body and no body, uh, no pr- trace of the person and no body ever found. Uh, but sometimes finding a body just leads to more questions than answers. Here are some of the bodies we found that have become infamous in our team. Infamous? Infamous. Oh my God, they're so famous. Like, in a bad way. Like, inside of a famous person? It could like be. That? Yeah, maybe. Sexy. Yeah, Oprah. That's how Oprah lost all that weight. She ate people. <sighs> we should start that rumor. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard before sometimes that somebody told me <laughs> that one that time Oprah's cousin told her <laughs> that they heard from firsthand that she, she did it. Stetson's not a real person. Who? That's her husband. Oh. Her, her boyfriend, longtime boyfriend. It's they just switch it out. Every, like, week, and she eats them. Oh. Uh, I like that rumor. And he's not even a real person. He's made of brownies. So she's eating brownies. And that's how she says skinny? Yeah. They're weed brownies? No, they're amphetamine brownies. Oh, that makes sense. Meth brownies. Just, like, knocks her out, like, just... What? <laughs> you get a car, and you get a car. That scared me. What, is Carter away? Yeah, I heard Carter hit the door, and that scared me. That's not a good sign. Oh. Does that mean he's gonna poop? He's gonna do something. He's gonna do something. Oh, I'm gonna changed. Ow. <laughs> Just crack your neck off. It's gone. Gone forever. We're back. Are you actually? Yeah. Is it recording? Uh huh. Are you sure? Yeah, well, there's signs on the screen there's that says little that it's bars. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I'm like, <laughs> like that. Okay. Uh, <coughs> Shut up. It was my turn to cough. Too late. We coughed in unison. We like to say things at the same time, remember? <laughs> Every time we cough, we have to cough together. Okay, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here are some things that are infamous. Uh, a teenage boy... Infamous. Keep going. ...whose remains were recovered almost a year after he vanished. We found the top of his skull, two finger bones, and his camera almost 40 miles from where he was last seen. The camera, sadly, was destroyed. We also found the pelvis of an older man who had vanished a month earlier... That was all we found. Just his pelvis. Um, the lower jaw and right foot of a two-year-old boy on the highest peak of a ridge in the southern part of the park. Two years old. At a peak of a mountain. He's a good climber. Obviously. Uh, the body of a 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome, uh, almost 20 miles from where she'd vanished. She had died of exposure three weeks after going missing. Uh, and all of her clothes were intact except for her shoes and jacket. There were berries and cooked meat in her stomach when they did the autopsy. The coroner said it all appeared as if uh, it had appeared as if someone had been taking care of her. There were no suspects ever identified. You remember when I made you watch The Witch? Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> the frozen body of a one-year-old baby found a week after vanishing in the hollow trunk of a tree... Uh, 10 miles from the area he was last seen. There was fresh milk found in his stomach, but his tongue was gone. For so spells. someone was taking care of this tiny one-year-old baby and gave him milk, but then was like, I need Nothing your, I need your tongue. tongue. Yeah. 
a single vertebra and a right kneecap of a th- three-year-old girl found in the snow almost 20 miles from the campground her family had been at the previous summer. Fucking crazy. Was she taken the previous summer or taken oh, I don't a know. year? I don't know. Do you want me to ask that question? I bet it's... This has been done like 14 years ago. Yeah, exactly. It's a very long time ago. Now, on to a couple of stories my friend told me. So I haven't read these ones. This is where I haven't read from. So you you can hear them for the first time just like me. Hold on. Ah! Is that what you want? Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Now, on to the couple stories that my friend told me. I mentioned Ah, that you ah, were all interested ah. in the stairs. And you're in luck. He's had a closer encounter with them. Though he doesn't have any explanation for them, he does have a bit more experience with them than I do. My buddy has been an SAR officer for about seven years. He started when he was a junior in college, and he had a very similar experience when he first encountered the stairs. His trainer told him almost the exact same thing mine did, which was to never go near them, touch them, or ascend them. For the first year, he did just that, but apparently his curiosity got the better of him, and on one call, he broke away from the line and went to go check out a set of them. Um, he said that there were they were about 10 miles from the path where a teenage girl had vanished and the dogs were following a scent. He was on his own... Uh, yeah, he was on his own lagging behind the main group when he saw the set of stairs off to his left. They looked like they were from a new house because the carpeting was pristine and white. He said that he... Uh, the he said that as he got closer, he didn't feel any different or hear any weird noises. He was expecting something to happen, like bleeding from his ears or collapsing, but he got right up next to them and didn't feel anything. The only thing he said was that was odd was that there was absolutely no debris on the steps. No dirt, leaves, dust, anything. And there didn't appear to be any signs of animal or insect activity in the immediate area, which he also found strange. It was less like... It was less what? it was less like things were avoiding them and more oh there we go. And more like uh, they had just happened to be in a relatively placed barren part of the what? Placed immediately. Or yeah, it was like a relatively barren part of the forest. He touched the stairs and didn't feel anything except that sort of sticky feeling you get when from new carpet. Uh, making sure his radio Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Sticky feeling from new carpets, that is you've been buying terrible carpet. Yeah, that's I don't yeah. Your car, you've been. It's, your carpet is melting. Yeah, don't so please there. don't do that. It's lava. <laughs> the carpet's lava. <laughs> There's a white people tweet that oh, I God. really love. This this guy and he's like, so <clears throat> I've been expecting your house, but um, your two year old just informed me that the uh, floor is lava, which I don't need to tell you is a serious occupational hazard. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> They're all funny, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, making sure his radio was on, he slowly climbed the stairs and said it was terrifying because the way they'd been stigmatized, uh, he wasn't really sure what was going to happen to him. He joked that half of him expected to be teleported to some other dimension, and the other half was watching for a UFO to come swooping down. But he got to the top with a little event and stood there looking around. But he said the longer he stood on the top step, the more he felt like he was doing something very, very wrong. He described it as a feeling you'd get if you were part of a government if you were part of a government building you had no business of being in. You were in a part of the In government. a part. Yeah, there we go. I missed something in there. Uh, preposition. Prepositional phrase. Is that one there? Uh yep. 
As if someone was uh, going to come and arrest you or shoot you in the back of the head at any second. He tried to brush it off, but the feeling got stronger and stronger, and that's when he realized that he couldn't hear anything anymore. The sound of the forest were gone, and he couldn't hear his own breathing. It was like some... That's terrifying. It was like some kind of weird, awful tinnitus. Tinnitus? Titanus. Titanus. Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Titanus. It's the ringing in the ear. Oh. But, yeah, I didn't know that. But... but I do because I suffer from it. Oh, okay. Uh, But more oppressive. He... Please feel bad for me. No. He climbed back down and (laughs) rejoined the surge and didn't mention what (laughs) he'd done. Please feel bad for me. No. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) There are people dying. Yeah. (laughs) Kim, there's people dying. (laughs) I lost my earrings in the ocean. Kim, there are people dying. (laughs) That is one of my favorite parts from the Kardashian. (laughs) I love that. And when she's laughing, when she's crying, stop. Clapping! <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> Courtney's my favorite. Courtney's fucking bitch. <laughs> but he said the weirdest part came after. His trainer was waiting back at the welcome center after the search ended for the day, and he cornered my buddy before he could leave. He said his trainer uh, had this look of intense anger, and he asked what was wrong. He said, "You went up them, didn't you?" My buddy said it wasn't phrased as a question. Uh, or my buddy, yeah, my buddy said it wasn't phrased as a question. He asked how this trainer knew. The trainer just shook his head because we didn't find her and the dogs lost their scent. My buddy asked what that had to do with anything. The trainer asked how long he'd been on the stairs and my buddy said no more than a minute. The trainer gave him this really awful, almost dead-eyed look and told him that if he ever went up the stairs, set of stairs again, he'd be fired immediately. The trainer walked away and I guess he's never answered any of the questions my buddy's asked him about it since. Oh my god. How? Um, another story, I guess. My buddy had been involved in a lot of missing persons cases where there's never been a trace of them found. I mentioned Paul, David Polity's. We talked about him last time. I don't know. Yeah. My buddy and my buddy said he can confirm that those stories are, for the most part, accurate. He said that most of the time, if the person isn't found right away, they're either never found or they're found months weeks months or years later in places they can't possibly have gotten to one story he told me really stood out that involved a five-year-old boy with a severe mental disability excuse me the little boy vanished from a picnic area in late fall in addition to the mental disability he was also physically handicapped and his parents explained over and over that he simply could not have vanished it was impossible someone had to have taken him my buddy said they searched for this kid for weeks, going miles out of the accepted range, but it was like he'd never been there. The dogs couldn't pick up a scent anywhere, not even in the picnic area where he'd apparently vanished from. Suspicion fell on the parents, but it was pretty clear that they were devastated and hadn't done anything sinister to, this, to their kid. The search was concluded about a month later, and my buddy said everyone had pretty much forgotten about it late in the winter. Uh, he was out on a training op in the snow... Damn it. On one of the higher peaks, when he came across something in the snow, he said uh, he said he saw it from afar at first, and when he got closer, he realized it was a shirt, frozen and sticking part way out of the powder. He recognized it as belonging to the kid because it had a distinctive pattern. About 20 yards away, he found the kid's body laying partially buried in the snow. My buddy said there was no way the kid had been dead for any more than a few days, even though he'd been missing for almost three months. 
The kid was curled around something, and when my buddy brushed off the snow to see what it was, he said he almost couldn't believe what he was seeing. It was a big chunk of ice that had been carved uh, crudely to look sort of like a person. The kid was holding it so tight that it had frostbitten his chest and hands, which my buddy could tell even with the decay that had taken place. He radioed the rest of the crew, and they took the body off the mountain. Now, he recapped all of this for me, and to put it simply, there was no way this kid could have both survived for almost three months on his own or have gotten to this peak. There was no physical way that this child could have walked almost 50 miles and ended up on top of a goddamn mountain. To top it off, there was nothing in the kid's stomach or colon. Nothing. Not even water. It was like my buddy said, the kid had been taken off the face of the earth, put in suspended animation, and then dropped off on this mountain months later, only to die of exposure. He's never really gotten over that one. It's crazy, right? Aliens. Aliens, witches. witches. Yeah, also witches. No, the, the witches feed them. Aliens don't feed them. Well, they could also just be like, ha Boop. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Took the food out of your stomach. Here, wave my little wand. <laughs> The last story I'll share from him was one that took place relatively recently, only a few months ago. This was 15 years ago. A few months yep. ago. Yep. <laughs> so close. So close. Uh, so they were out doing a recon for mountain lions because there had been several reports of sightings in the last couple of days. One of our jobs is to scout out the areas where these animals are seen to ensure that if they are in the area, we can warn people and close off those trails. Excuse me. He was out on his own in a very heavily forested part of the uh, park toward dusk when he heard what sounded like a woman screaming in the distance. Now, as most of you know, when a mountain lion screams, it sounds almost exactly like a woman being brutally murdered. It's unsettling, but far from abnormal. Like this. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <clears throat> what the fuck are you <laughs> As lesbians. <laughs> what the fuck you want from me? Where's my cat? <laughs> this is like holding the mountain lion by the, the neck. Look what I caught. <laughs> by the whole head. Yeah. Just <laughs> meow. And the cat's like. Meow. <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, my buddy radioed back and let Ops know that he'd heard one and that he was going to keep going to see if he could figure out where its territory started. He heard the mountain lion scream a couple more times, always from the same spot, and determined the approximate area of the mountain lion's territory. He was about to head back when he heard another scream, this time within only a few yards of him. Of course, he freaks out and starts heading back at a much faster pace because the last thing he wants is to run into a goddamn mountain lion and get mauled to death. As he got back on the path and started heading back, the scream followed him and he broke into a jog. You don't run away from mountain lions. What do you do it? Or what do you think when ha- that happens? Let me just stay put. You're supposed to make yourself as big as possible and scare them off. Yeah. Or grab a chair and like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just like hundred percent. Grab a chair when you're out in the woods. Yeah. Just off the the, the stairs. Well, I guess you have to make it first. So chop down a tree. Just get really you quickly. Head to Home Depot. Get whittle whittle mm-hmm. little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see that. I mean, make sure so many you also do. like sand it down. Put on a nice varnish. You really need a good varnish. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're out in like an open area. 
I mean, they're already outside, so it's fine. Yeah. But I do like a lacquer when you're finished, so you go ahead and varnish it, but okay. then that, that sheen, it's just Ooh, so yeah. pretty. Mm. And when it breaks over the back uh-huh. of the mountain lion, just hear that kind of... Oh, that nice, like, crack. Oh, so good. That's lit. I love it. It's my favorite. Because that sound of hitting the mountain lion... It slaps. Pristine. Pristine. <laughs> Maya, Maya Angelou once said... Nothing be better than when that chair hit that mountain lion. You know what I'm saying? Bitches be cray. (laughs) (laughs) I think she did say that. I I, mean... I think I heard her say that. I couldn't tell you exactly which uh, tome of poems it came from, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, one of the good ones. Yeah, 100%. I definitely think I've heard it before. I've heard her say it as well. I think she said it at... um, my graduation ceremony. Your graduation ceremony, the Kennedy Center Awards. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, and um, the VMAs. Every last night year. in my dreams. Yep. Yep. I dream about Maya Angelou every night. I'd like to say that. I'm I shocked. don't know why the caged <laughs> bird sings. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So. And that is on Chichi Devane. Yeah. The poor thing. Uh. <laughs> As he got back on the path and started heading back, the scream followed him, and he broke into a jog. When he was about a mile from Ops, the screaming stopped and turned around to see if it was following him. It was almost night by this point, but he said in the distance, just before the path rounded the corner, he could see what looked like a male figure. He called out to them, warning them that the paths were closed and that he needed to come back to the welcome center. The figure just stood there, and my buddy started to walk over. And when he was about 10 yards away, the figure... The figure took, as he described, an impossibly long step toward him and let out the same scream my buddy had been hearing. My buddy didn't even say a th- anything. He just turned and sprinted back to Ops, never looking behind him. It's the Wendigo. But by the time he got back, the screaming had moved back into the woods. He didn't mention it to anyone else, just said that there was a mountain lion in the area and that they would need to close those paths until the animal could be located and moved. Wendigo. What does that mean? It's a Native American spirit. Spirit. Oh, not a spirit. It's a Native American urban legend. Yeah. But it's like a soul stealer, and it's like half goat, half man, so half devil. something else. Three and halves. It, yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it travels with the wind, and it's just like whatever. I'll do it sometime. Okay. Cool. Um, so I'm going to end this entry here since it's turned into a huge wall of text. I'm going to be heading out on a yearly training op tomorrow morning. So I'll be gone until early next week. I'll be meeting with a lot of former trainers and buddies who work in other areas of the park. And I'll be asking around about any stories they'd like to share. So I'm so glad that you guys have been interested in my stories. And once I'm back from this op, I'll continue to share them. Bye. That's the end of part three. How cute was that? I loved it. I think that that last one was probably the scariest one. Yeah. Scary shit, bitch. I I like this creepy pasta, but I'm just not sure about the uh, like the progression of it. Because it's not like a story. Yeah, and it's not in. I mean, it's in first person, but it's not. Well, he was telling. So that one was him telling a story about his buddy. Yeah. And it's like all recollections. Recollection. Revelations. Revelations. Re- yeah, Revelations. 
uh, of the past. And so it like makes it a little bit like, oh, this is what happened. This is what happened. Like, like you're actually talking to them. Like, yeah, drinking wines. Beers. Beers. I'm having some beers with my northern with my buddies. buddies. My northern buddies. In front of the fire. Just hanging out in the northern part. I gotta work on a Norwegian accent for this, okay? Okay. Very yep. <laughs> Very nice. Very okay. nice. Whatever. <laughs> Do you know any Norwegian people? Uh, your boy. I'm uh, according. Canada's not Norwegian. We had. I had twenty. We had. Well, I had. Uh, listen, listen. What I twenty-four percent <laughs> Scandinavian blood. Mm. So you don't know anyone. You just have had them inside you. What? Listen to me <laughs> when I tell you something. <laughs> you fucking bitch. I love I to drink vodka. vodka. That's no. <laughs> Norky, you look so naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're gonna go to this thing, we need to hurry up and do the second episode. Woo! I mean, I mean, what? <laughs> we're gonna go hang out. <laughs> we're not doing nothing weird or anything. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. We should tell you all to get, get spoopy with it. it. <laughs>